Welcome to American Redemption, the show where the next generation of American patriots learn to fight back in America's toughest cultural battles. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the American Redemption podcast. We're on episode 19 today, and I'm joined by Andrew. Andrew, how are we feeling today? Hey, Steve, doing pretty good. The big one nine. It's pretty cool. 19 episodes. Wow. 19 episodes. 19 fantastic episodes. And I think I put together another really exciting one today. Yeah, this one's uh, this one's all you. So let's see what you got. So I'm gonna start out by saying I got my driver's license updated today, and I'm registered to vote. Got that process done today. So I am setting us off on what the topic's gonna be today. It has to do with driving and voting or something it it, kind of does have to do with driving and voting a little bit just 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 a little bit that's like one of the many aspects of the topic today and the topic today is oh boy is that a clown in there or is that your dog Oh, that that's that's uh, young young Mister Mister Benson. He's playing with one of his uh, one of his toys. I can't really uh, <laughs> let the dog play. Yeah, he he's excited to to see me. Uh, I've been at work all day. He's you know having a good time. We're just gonna. Oh, geez, buddy, you tumbled right there. Um, yeah, this is Benny's first unannounced visit on the podcast, but. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like he's maybe had others. No, he was around in the uh, in the uh, the early days in the, in the Matthew episode. I remember you were like, and I was like, "Oops, that was me." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the topic today is the citizen of the year. So that's something that I experienced this weekend that's stuck with me, and. I'd just like to – I know I gave it to you a little bit, but I'd like to share my thoughts about the Citizen of the Year topic to our audience. Yeah, I mean, they haven't heard it yet. Only I have, so yeah, go for it. So we were in this very small town of Bellbuckle, Tennessee, population, give or take 500 people. But on this particular day – they had a barbecue cookout and I guess various events throughout the town. They got this boy and, and girl singer. I don't know if they were uh, brother or sister or just two pair of musicians that sound well together. But they were playing, I guess, in what you would call like the, the town square and there's a bunch of antique shops there right by the, the the mayor's office the town's barely big enough to have a post office it's sitting there on the, on the corner but this event is all transpiring and i'm i'm going into this coffee shop and the coffee shop 
is it's pretty packed with people. I, I I'd say there's there's a decent line there. I go in there. There's this guy who's a New York Times bestselling author. I I haven't heard of him before. Unfortunately, I don't remember his name, so I'm not going to be able to plug him on the podcast. Unfortunate for him. <laughs> but it, it was these two cowboys. I mean, they were both wearing suspenders and they were they had cowboy hats with a feather in their cap. And they were they were giving away his book and they had 1950s like television shows on the. On, on a flat screen TV, which was interesting and uh, very old Southern style coffee shop. And I heard one of the guys just walk in and talk to the girl at the counter and said, oh, well, because of the weather, they're delaying the Citizen of the Year award, but the mayor won't cancel it because it means that much to the town essentially was what he was implying. And I just thought about that after I got the coffee, I got the coffee, I took him back uh, to give to, to Jackie. And we're walking through a couple different like antique stores. And I just kept pondering on that thought, like where in America today would I find someone deserving of the citizen of the year award. It's a good question. And I, I like that little town. It sounds really cool. Nice. But it, it sounds very nostalgic. Like they're really, it was. And, and I felt a little bad in, in, in a sense that all the stores were mostly either like the post office or like the antique shop or, this uh, ice cream parlor, which I'm going to touch on again a little bit later on. Uh, but yeah, it's a little a little sad that it seems people are just going there for the nostalgia of a small town America that almost doesn't exist anymore. But yeah, that is. I I, I love that they're they're keeping some of the uh, traditions alive and well. I I just wish they were a bit more sustainable and an everyday thing and not just a uh, kind of a blast to the past. Yeah. You know, I never lived in small town America, but it seems like it was really nice, much more neighborly, much more about localism community. And I think that citizen of the year award is a great idea. Just imagine if every town had that. I think most people who are good citizens are intrinsically motivated, but this award I think would, maybe push someone to the next level to do something a little extra. It'd just be really cool to see what people do. You know, if there was this citizen of the year award, because there'd be a couple things that would happen if this was a public award for one, it might, you know, might give someone incentive to go a little bit further in their good deeds. It also would publicize good deeds that others have done and encourage it in the town culture. It just sounds like a good way to promote a nice neighborly culture. Yeah, kind of like when random acts, random acts of kindness were were pushed into the, the the mainstream, or like when you when you pay for someone's meal, who's behind you in line or something like that, might incentivize people who are 
I, I guess, wealthy and influential in the community to, to do a little bit more and just your everyday citizen. I mean, that's, that's, again, a cool thing. And the, the average person who's trying to do the right thing tends to get looked over. It seems like these days. So but, did you listen to the, to the ceremony? What did the citizen of the year do? So I didn't actually get to meet the, the citizen of the year. I'm going to have to go back and look up exactly who the citizen of the year was in this town. But I did go to the ice cream shop, which I referenced earlier. And there was an 86 year old woman in this town who was one of the previous citizens of the year because she was essentially a a matriarch of this small town. And this 86 year old woman worked in the ice cream shop and she made the, uh, the fried moon pie, which is the official uh, food or dish of, the town of Bell Buckle, Tennessee, and they host the Moon Pie Festival every year. Like the International Moon Pie Festival is hosted in this town of 500 people because of this elderly woman who fries moon pies. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Also, can't call it a dish. Fried moon pie is not a dish. That it is, is not like a fine prepared meal. That's it, it is, you know, it is it is the staple of a community, Andrew. I don't, if it's a All staple, right. then I, I don't will, want to know what the average weight will, is in this town. I will, I, will, I will rescind my statement that it's a dish and say that it is a staple. It's like being okay. in, yeah, like it's, a, like, it's, it's like being in Pittsburgh and like having a permani sandwich or having having fries on a uh, a salad. That's just typical to the area. Yeah, or no, like, I, it's a cool thing. Yeah, interesting Chicago thing. Having a if deep it's a, dish. if it's a staple, then I don't want to know what you know how much obesity there is in this town maybe it's more a novelty it's it's definitely a yeah it's something that you go there and you try it and you have one maybe like once a month to support the <laughs> the local yeah. community but did you try one i i did not try one because it was i have to go back and try one that's what i'm gonna go back for the moon pie festival i'll have a full report oh yeah i guess i forgot you're, you can't because of lent yeah, see, I, I, I didn't even – I should have to help that lady. But well, Actually, I, what day was it? It, it was Saturday. It you was were allowed to this so. past Saturday because it was a feast day ah, don't, for St. Joseph. But whatever. I, I know. Next time, I know. Next time. I, buy, I buy what you say on Sundays that, that I can go a little, uh, a little lax. But no, on Friday I was sticking to it. Even if I even if I break my my fast on Sunday and have a snack, it's still not like a sweet. It's usually something that, yeah, I, I've, I've been yeah, good for you, good for you. I, I haven't been going for it. it no just, harm just, there, no harm there. But yes, I have to go back and try the moon pie and meet the old lady. I want to take a picture with her because she embodies the podcast. <laughs> she is the citizen of the year. She's a true American, lived in this town her entire life. She's 86 years young. They have a little picture of her on the door. It says, uh, look, look at our cook. Look how, how healthy and spry this 
woman is at 86 years old because all she's been doing is frying up moon pies. So what else, you know, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to invent a new snack that's going to turn my town into the global epicenter of moon pies or something else. So what can I, what can, you know, other people do to be a citizen of the year and their own community? What kind of actions are we talking about? That's, that's a great question. Cause I actually had that written down. So wow. the citizen of the year, you're, you're looking at it as just a situation where the lady fries up moon pies, but that that's not how it started. At some point that wasn't a, a novelty of the town and you need to, the citizen of the year provides value to people. Like she provides va- value to people, whereas they show up to their small little town and she greets them, gives them a piece of the town to take with them physically in their bellies and just, you know, greets them with a, with a smile. And that's go- That's going to stay with people. So the citizen of the year obviously is a valuable member of their community, not necessarily in terms of status. I mean, this 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 lady fries moon pie. She's not the she's not the mayor of the town. She's not a politician. She's not a uh, she's not a a business owner, as far as I know. She, she's she's worked there, but as far as I know, she doesn't own it. So what, what is she doing other than just providing value to people? That's that's the key. What can you do to provide value to your community as a whole? That that's really what it boils down to to be citizen of the year. What what can you give of yourself or give of your time to put that smile on someone's face or let them take a little piece of your community home with them so they can go out and tell the world, like I'm conveying on the podcast, what, what story they have to tell really. I mean, that's, isn't, isn't that how I guess let legends of people grow world of word of mouth sharing on social media. I mean, that's a big thing. Like this lady wasn't trying to be famous or like the spokesperson of like (laughs) moon pies internationally, but (laughs) just by (laughs) working hard and providing a service to the people of her small community. Right. Moon pie nationalism. I, oh my gosh, that's going on a shirt. It's going <laughs> on a shirt. Oh my goodness. We got to get the t-shirt design started ASAP. Yeah, but it, it was, it was crazy. Literally every, literally every business in, in that, that town had moon pies. So it was so cool. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I kind of like moon pies, but uh, yeah. So it's good citizen, the citizen of the year, someone who provides value to the community. I think that does a good job of summarizing it. So specifically, you have any thoughts about what you might do in your community? Well, yeah. So I was at 
church on Sunday and they were just continuing with uh, our Lenten journey and they were asking for volunteers to go pray in front of the Planned Parenthood in Nashville. So I definitely want to uh, get involved with that. They're looking for mentors for, uh, I believe it's one of the young men's retreats they're doing for middle school and high school aged youth. So I want to look into doing that as well as today when I registered the vote, I signed up to be a poll watcher. So, I mean, there's things that you can offer of your, your time and, and effort to start out with. And then, you know, sincere service with a smile, a smile, and then just work to work to build on that. I mean, yeah. you know, we're, we're all busy. We all have busy schedules, but again, the, the citizen of the year is someone who uh, manages their time, their own time well, so they have more time that they can give to others. Well said. And I sounds like you do have some really good stuff in the pipeline, allowing you to become a future citizen of the year of your town. I, I, I wish I could become citizen of the year. Um, um, it's a nice award. Like that's just, that's a great award because it just means like this person is an asset to their community. They're yeah. generous and selfless and they're a model for others. I mean, that's, that's great. That should be rewarded. So more towns need to have that. I also think a, the first step to being the citizen of the year is simply taking care of your own home, your own room, right? You're, you start with making sure you're taking care of your family, your home, and your immediate neighbors. A uh, good citizen probably has a well-kept house and lawn. It just adds, you know, that seems like a little thing, but it makes the, the community seem nicer. Oh, 100%. When you have a lawn one day, are you going to be like really into it? I will be into, no, definitely. Yeah. When, when, uh, yeah, we were already talking about, uh, buying a lawnmower when we were looking at houses this weekend. Wow. No, I, I got really excited about looking <laughs> at lawnmowers. You're becoming a dad. I, I am slowly, slowly, but surely. I mean, yard work is, it's cool though. I don't mind yard work at all. Especially if there's a right riding mowers, make it fun. Riding mowers do make it fun. I, I, I like, the, I like the classic push mower though. It's, it's kind of a classic. It's classic. Well, if you really want to go classic, you should get a, the kind that, that doesn't have an engine. You just push it. No, it's it's all good. I, I so I saw another thing when I was in the town. This was after this was when I was pondering the thought of citizen of the year. It and it was a a picture of something like you put on basically not not a picture but a, a little uh, wooden like carve out that you would like put on your desk or something. Just a little okay, yeah. little little desk sign. Yeah. Little, little like quote 
And it said, my career plans were more exciting when I was five. Oh, yeah, yeah. You sent that to and, me. And we, we, were, we, were, we were discussing that. And I think it's so true because we go back to one of our trusted uh, right-wing sources, uh, Mr. Doyle. And he says, everything that you thought was cool when you were five is actually cool. Like wanting to like build like rocket ships and wanting to be a uh, be an astronaut or be a uh, I don't know like like a fireman or you think of things that are, are yeah cool, I mean cool when you're five cow uh, pl- being being a being a cowboy um, wanting to. Uh, be a paleontologist because that's what I wanted to be when I was like five years old and into like dinosaurs or like. Did you the, know that word, paleontologist? I, I did know paleontologist when I was five. That's very impressive. I would have just said dinosaur scientist or something. I don't even know if I knew the word scientist, yeah. but I did keep most of my uh, thoughts about what's cool. You know, I retained that five year old's opinion on what's cool. I basically chose my career because of five-year-old logic it was like you know planes and rockets are sweet so did five-year-old do five-year-olds think oil and gas is sweet um i would say you know there's other things that they could I, I would say I would say no. I'd say my first instinct is no. I mean, finance, finance is cool. Some kids like from a younger younger age, like, oh yeah, I want to be the, uh, the 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 man at the bank writing out uh, uh, checks or doing business or stuff like that. But I just think the yeah. I mean, I knew five year olds who want thought being garbage. Man was was sweet. It was the coolest thing ever because they drive an awesome truck. Just, but so yeah, I mean, Jen, I would say this is pretty true. Five year olds do know what's cool, but what's the implication of it? Are, are yeah. we saying? I would, but but again, I had to think about it. So anything you have to think about and like you try to like phrase it as if it's cool is really just a cope. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I could see that. So see maybe that. maybe maybe um coping with the fact that I didn't go with the instincts of my five-year-old self for. Yeah. I mean, I think if it's cool, you don't really need to explain it. It's true. Yeah. Like you, you were talking with me. You're like, yeah, I wanted to go in the aerospace because I thought rockets were cool as a kid. And you didn't, you didn't have to like expand on it anymore. Like that's very, very sound and cut to the chase. Uh, Logic. So. It's logical. Five-year-olds, if they're known for anything, it's their logic and reason. Oh, oh kid logic. Kid logic is undefeated. My my my, <laughs> my dad my dad says that all the time. They can't beat you. And they they, they, they really. Well, I mean, we talked about this with Connor a little bit too. They're they're philosophers. They will ask why until the cows come home, and they'll but they want to know the root. That's how they become citizen of the year. It literally starts when they're when they're that young because they want to do something that provides value. It's it's okay. I I, I want to be the the 
the the spaceman or I want to be a the a cowboy or like a firefighter. These are people that have no notoriety and they they want to the the five the five year old has more vision and more insight than like the average millennial in this. Yeah, world. I mean, notice how the five year old never says, "I want to be a welfare recipient." <laughs> That's not something that comes to a probably middle school. Like five-year-olds, five-year-olds are out there wanting to work, uh, wanting to contribute and that in value. Uh, yeah, the the average five-year-old is based, and then everything and and every person that falls off after that has fallen sick to indoctrination, propaganda, etc. Yeah, you know, I talk a lot about how uh, I don't <laughs> think anyone under like twenty-five or thirty or whatever should vote. But I'd carve out an exception for five-year-olds. Five-year-olds can vote. If they get it. Yeah. But so, I mean, um, you've got some good points there about what this five-year-old thing means. But do you do you think we should all just choose the career that we thought about when we were five? Are you saying, like, that we should think about the, you know, the cool factor a little more and, and not just the practicality? Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I think kids are dreamers and 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 visionaries, and they again they're 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 very they're very pure and innocent as children, and so they're going to have visions and aspirations that. Uh, a pure and admirable individual would have in as we get older and fall into bad habits and get more and more, I don't want to say corrupted, but it's kind of corrupted by the, the system that we have. Again, it's kind of, Oh, I have to put my, you, you know, my, my, my dreams or my, my visions on hold just to, you know, get by it, it it feels like interesting yeah i didn't know this was going to go where this was going to go um but you make some good points here so basically we're saying you know take some of the good elements of a five-year-old dream a little more be cool be a, be young at heart yeah it, 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 the 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 citizen in the of the year and the the citizen of the year is is the five year old that just that saw their life all, all the way all the way through. That that's really it. The kid who the kid who who dreamed, and you know and what? to read. Yeah, maybe maybe I wasn't a, a an an astronaut, but I I was a a darn good. Uh, welder and was a an asset to my to my town or maybe i learned how to work on uh cars and set up my own like auto body shop or something yeah it's not rocket ships but it's it it's the the dreamers yeah it's it's the dreamers that have stuck through the entirety of their life i i I really I, i really see the connection between the two, yeah, you know, we can't we can't let the uh, the corporations squash squash your your dreams. 
No, and the. Although I don't want to blame it on the corporations, really. It's like, don't let yourself give up on your dreams. Yeah, you, you get, a lot of people get caught in the trap. You get, yeah, you get pigeonholed into a job that you can't think you can walk away from. You, 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 you that's the good and bad side to at will employment that you can be terminated by your employer at any time, but you also have walk away power at at any time. So. Yeah. Yeah, really. The So those were the two things that weighed on me the most this weekend. The your career plans were more exciting when you were 5 and the citizen of the year. I and I That's I, cool. I, I I think I think they go hand in hand. I I really I really do believe that. It's a cool connection. This town really had an impact on you. It did. They were the nicest people too. I, I mean, I saw multiple generations of people working in a business that was owned by like uh, their parent or like grandparent. And yeah. Yeah. You really how, like. How far is this from Nashville? Hour. Okay. Hour in the like the back country. Nice. Backwoods, Tennessee. Yeah, it's like 30, 40, like 40 minutes down the highway and then like another 20 minutes down like windy roads. Then you just end up in a town with like a fire department, a post office, and then like 30 buildings. That's that's the town. Yeah, I, I mean, I love when I find a like a, a nice, a well-kept small town, something that hasn't been destroyed by uh the lack of industry or like poverty which you know it's just further down the line after they lose all the jobs but it's rare so many of our small towns have just become desolate and dilapidated yeah but there's they're very charming when you find a nice one just a very different kind of life from the suburbs or the city yeah but i mean there's not a ton, like you said, there's not industry in the town. They're almost relying entirely on people from the surrounding areas coming in and visiting, yeah, and visiting for the Moon Pie Festival or the to you know buy some cool nostalgic like things. So it, yeah. it, it's it's cool, but it's also a little bit sad. In, yeah, in a, in a I sense do see that what you're saying. They, they're almost surviving off of the goodness of the people that come just to visit them. Well, that's why there can't be that many of these towns left because they become like service and, and tourist oriented and they you can't have every town be like that. There's yeah. just a few that have remained. Also, I think it's funny that there's like whoever came up with this strategy of just making a holiday for a certain kind of food or a festival was genius. Like today, my my coworker is telling me he's been eating a ton of almonds lately because he bought a bunch of them for National Almond Day. I mean, just take any food, make it National Food Day, and you're going to get a bunch of sales. That's or you the, have a moon it's the, corpor- it's the corporations, man. Yeah. You know what? Almonds, Almond Day, though, I support. You know, there's it's a good, healthy snack. There's a lot of good almond flavors. But what, about, the one- what, about, what about the Moon Pie Festival? <laughs> um, 
I guess I'm open to it. You know, I like. I just have to try one. I have to try a fried moon pie. I will give a full status report when I try a fried moon pie. Yeah, I'm sure it's kind of like fried Oreo. I bet it's a lot like fried, deep fried Oreos because those get soft yeah. and moon pies are soft. I'm sure it's similar and I'm sure it's good. I mean, I think moon pies are decent and once you fry it, it's going to be even better. But that's, yeah, that's such an American thing. You just deep fry it. You know, like like these moon pie things are pretty good. You know how we can make them better? Just deep fry them. <laughs> exactly. I had some really cool barbecue trucks and some smokers too. You know, I'm a I'm a sucker for some uh, some smoked meats, man. Yeah, barbecue is delicious. I didn't really know Tennessee was known for their barbecue. Oh, my not like gosh, not like Texas man. or Kansas City. But, Memphis uh, barbecue. It's it's. Do you know what their style is? Is it a sweeter sauce or is it a? Uh, no, Kansas. Uh, Kansas City's sweet. Memphis is smoky. Smoky. What's Texas? Just good. <laughs> yeah. True. True. <laughs> that that that's what the what the joke is. It's Kansas City's sweet. Uh, Memphis is more smoky, but Texas is just good overall (laughs) you can get all kinds and it's all kinds of delicious Mm. yeah do love some barbecue oh so with that being said uh let's go with the uh the call to action yeah maybe uh what do you think what do you think about this go out there and do a good deed in your local community Yes, aim to be citizen of the year. We've 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 talked about this. I'm sure I'm sure at some point we've told someone to go out and do one of the episodes. I could look back, but there's been some episodes where we told people to go out and do a random act of kindness or do a good deed in their community. But we're gonna aim big this time. We're aiming big this time, Andrew. Go be the citizen of the year. Go be the American patriot that you've always longed for in your life. I, I tried to convince my dad the other day that I was uh, a modern day Davy Crockett. He wouldn't. <laughs> maybe, maybe someday. <laughs> so, so uh, my, my, uh, my neighbors are outside. Uh, little kids are having a good time. So it's, nice. it's good to see kids playing outside, man. You know, it's, yeah, definitely is. It's it's something. So I'm not even gonna, you know what I mean. Then if you like yell at some kids, like you're that guy. You like, <laughs> can't like be a, that guy. You're like a grumpy old man at that point. No, no one is allowed to yell at kids who are playing outside. Outside. Oh my goodness, no. We we need more of it. But no, I tried to convince my dad I was a modern day Davy Crockett because Davy Crockett has my brother's birthday, and his dad lived in Pennsylvania during the Revolutionary War and, and fought for the, the colonists. But then he got tired of living in Pennsylvania and then he moved to to Tennessee and that's where Davy just became like a beast of the frontier. So. I mean, there's a couple of things there, I guess. Guess we'll see what you do. So, yeah, he, he wasn't buying it either, but 
I'm sure Davy Crockett was the citizen of the year at some point. When he fought in the Alamo, he was the citizen of the year. Yeah, that's that guy was all over. I did not know he fought in the. Wait, did he? Was he, he died in, like, at the Alamo. He died yes. at the Alamo. Okay, wow. Yes. So 18, what's that, 1830? I want to get my dates right on the Alamo. I've been to the Alamo. 1836. I. 1836. Wow, I knew the date. I knew the year of the Battle of the Alamo. You're a regular old Davy Crockett. 1836. Well, very good. So, yeah. Everyone can be citizen of the year. It's plausible. We talked about this previously where uh, rent is due every day to be citizen of the year. I need to work on this. Attack every day with purpose. Provide value to your community. You know, give someone uh, sincere service with a smile. This is also something I wanted to to touch on you know being a citizen of the year provides value to their community but they also they also make, make something it's it, it, it's one thing to just you know smile at, at people and, and be a be a happy person but if if we're not tr- attempting to make the parallel economy and build something for somebody like we talk about like uh gab and andrew torba and the all tech platforms and like the daily wire just coming out today with their own razor because every razor company hates men apparently at this point so making something goes along with providing value and and not to say that oh we're going to be so materialistic because we're not we're not going down that route. But if you can provide some things of value to your community to just make their lives a little a little better or know they're getting a product from I guess a good person makes it a long way. Like, you know, you're getting the moon pie from the lady and she's just so darn nice and uh sweet. You're like, yeah, maybe I don't want to eat this moon pie. It's deep fried because it's not very good for me, but this woman is nice and this town is 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 nice and I want it to be conserved. By eating moon pies, you're conserving America. Andrew. That's right, moon pie nationalism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. I love how you said you had almost like nothing prepared for this episode, and you just dropped like some of like the absolute. Uh, you're like. <laughs> yes, five year olds should vote in Moon Pie nationalism. You've just been hammering it all episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, good stuff. Those will be our platforms going forward. And I do agree, got to build stuff. I think the right is better at dude, that. Dude, dude, the festivals in three months, we need to get the store. We need to get the, the, Store up and running. Do, do we need to sell Moon Pie nationalism shirts at the end? I'll stand on the street corner and sell them. Yes, we'll make this happen. Oh, we can have our little logo on the back. So Moon Pie, like nationalism, like on the front and then like the American Redemption logo, like on the back. Yes, absolutely. We got to look it, into. And it could be our, it could be our, it could be our at. Yeah, yeah no, that'll be, be our, yeah. great idea. Great yeah. idea. I think the people of that town will love that. That town was made to buy Moon Pie nationalism shirts. Oh my goodness. 
saving America one bite at a time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I might go fry a moon pie right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got to wait to try it from the old lady. I, I do so bad. So bad. Yeah. But, well, we'll leave it at that. Thanks everyone for listening. Please rate this podcast. Five stars, only five star reviews. Even if you didn't like it and you reject Moon Pie nationalism, which is nonsense, and you reject the citizen of the year because you don't want to be citizen of the year and you hate the America, still well, give us five stars. It's probably because they're jealous that they're not citizen of the year. Exactly. But anyway, yeah, I 100% agree. And uh, also share some of our podcasts with people. Your favorite ones, like this episode and last episode with Kevin number one, because that one's epic and it needs more views. And here I am saying you didn't listen to the last episode. So go back and listen to that one before you listen to this one, even though you just listened to this one all the way through. Go listen to that one. Go listen yeah. to it's going to be tough for people to follow your advice on that one, got to say, unless they're going to the end first. But It'd be pretty sweet if they did. Someone listened to us like backwards. I would, I would really respect that. Yeah. I feel like there's someone out there, maybe like Johnson. Johnson could do that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> we need to have him back on too. Soon, we will. We will. Johnson's uh, working real hard right now, but we'll have him on soon. Yeah. I bet he supports Mimpi nationalism. I don't know. I, he might. He might. Definitely we'll citizen Definitely citizen of the year. Absolutely. Jo- Johnson's working to be a citizen of the year. Five-year-olds can vote. I think he'd support Basically, that, so. everyone we've had on is working to be a citizen of the year. You go from Johnson to like to like Megan to like Connor to Kevin number one, Kevin number two. We have so many candidates. We should nominate our own citizen of the year. Yeah. Oh, now we're talking. Oh, my goodness. Very good. Yeah, I like wow. it. Wow. We should have – we could even do – yeah. American Redemption can nominate a citizen of the year. That's a good idea. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. Like once it. we, once we like get like, get like sponsors rolling and you know, like we could have like a corporate citizen of the year and then like an individual citizen of the year. Like, we could really roll with that. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Citizen of the year is a nice message for sure for American Redemption. I'm on we, board. We love our citizens. We do. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, that wraps it up. Quite an outro. Yeah, we're, we're keeping the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Well, one final time. Thanks again, everyone. We'll see you next time.